0: Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you're searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest series is called Nehemiah and Rebuilding Hope. It's based on my book, Nehemiah, Rebuilding Hope and Joy in Your Life. It has an imprimatur and a built-in study guide. Today, I'm inviting you to join a Cup of Joy women's group. You can invite a few friends to join you in listening to the podcast, then meet over coffee each week to go through the study questions. For more information, go to wrapyourselfinjoy.com and look for Cup of Joy Women. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello, welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you are listening to podcast number three, of the Nehemiah Rebuilding Hope series. It's based on my book, Nehemiah Rebuilding Hope and Joy in Your Life. Today, the podcast is entitled, Need Favor? Let Nehemiah Encourage You. I know you're going to like it, because we're joining Nehemiah after Artaxerxes, the king of Persia, has granted Nehemiah's request to return to Judah and rebuild the city. Nehemiah also asked the king for papers, protection, and even access to the wood in the king's forest. God put the desire in Nehemiah's heart, gave him a plan, opened the way for him to fulfill God's calling to rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah concluded in verse 8 with these words, And the king granted me what I asked, for the gracious hand of my God was upon me. The New American Bible translates verse 8 this way, Since I enjoyed the favor of my God, the king granted my requests. We will talk about this favor shortly, but for now, let's read Nehemiah 2, verses 8-19. through We're about two to five months after Nehemiah left the king's presence, due to the amount of time it took Nehemiah to make the journey of 500 miles or more from Susa to Jerusalem. And the king granted me what I asked, for the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Then I came to the governors of the province beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now, the king had sent officers of the army and cavalry with me. When Senbelet the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. So I came to Jerusalem. I was there for three days. Then I got up during the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what my God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. The only animal I took was the animal I rode. I went out by night by the valley gate, near the dragon spring, into the dung gate, and I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that had broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool. But there was no place for the animal I was riding to continue, So I went up by way of the valley by night and inspected the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest that were to do the work. Why do you think the governors, Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite, appointed under Persian rule— were greatly displeased that Nehemiah came to rebuild Israel. Sanbelet the Horonite was governor of the province of Samaria and a native of Horonaim, a city of Moab. Tobiah the Ammonite was the governor of the province of Ammon of Transjordan. Both were in positions under Persian rule. Sambela and Tobiah, together with Gresham the Arab, were probably in charge of Edom and the other regions around Judah. That means the land surrounding Judah was controlled by enemies of the Jewish people. These enemies would try to oppose anyone that threatened their power. It's a reminder to us that when we set out to do God's work, it's not unusual to face opposition. But God is with us to strengthen us and lead us, as we will see further with Nehemiah. According to Nehemiah 2.12, it was God who put the desire in Nehemiah's heart to rebuild Jerusalem. The more time Nehemiah spent in prayer, the more God changed his desires to be God's desires. God gave him the wisdom and the discernment, and he would keep him as he went into the midst of the opposition. And Nehemiah prayed, give success to your servant today and grant him favor in the sight of this man. And this man was the king, and God gave Nehemiah mercy and favor through him. In Nehemiah 2 eight, Nehemiah said, For the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the New American Bible translates it this way, and I enjoyed the good favor of my God. Psalm 90.17 reminds us that praying for favor can be an important part of prayer. O oh Lord! Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and prosper the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Psalm eighty-four, eleven through 12 also encourages us to pray for favor. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. Nehemiah examined the state of Jerusalem at night, and he told no one. God put the desire in his heart, but Nehemiah had to determine the plan and the challenges. So after the nighttime inspection of the broken walls, the burned gates, and the failed attempts at rebuilding, Nehemiah had confidence God was leading. Wow, that was a confidence from God. Well, let's keep reading. Nehemiah two seventeen through twenty Then I said to them the people, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, so that we may no longer suffer disgrace. I told them that the hand of my God had been gracious upon me, and also the words that the king had spoken to me, and then they said, Let us start building so they committed themselves to the common good, but when Sanbelet the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Gresham the Arab heard of it, they mocked and ridiculed us, saying, "What is this that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king?" Then I replied to them, "The God of heaven is the one who will give us success, and we are his servants. We are going to start building, but you have no share." Or claim on the historic right in Jerusalem. He inspired the people that God would be with them. He shared they had to rebuild the ruins because they were suffering great disgrace by living in such shame and poverty. And the joy was infectious, and the people said, Let us start building. So they committed themselves to the common good. In other words, they committed to work for the good of the nation in the city. God inspired their hearts, and they were ready to take action. What a reminder to us. Sharing what God has done in our own lives motivates others to trust Him. Calling others to come alongside us in partnership aspires them to work together in God's work. You see, the people of Jerusalem were discouraged from past efforts at rebuilding. They lost their identity as a people. We, too, have to remember our identity. We have a Heavenly Father. We are not left alone. Jesus is our Savior, and the Holy Spirit is our guide, and all of heaven is praying with us and for us. Of course, as might be expected, opposition arose. The enemies of the faith and rebuilding soon appeared on the scene. Sanballat, Tobiah, and later Geshem opposed a restored Jerusalem. It would threaten their trade and their authority. We can imagine some of their reasoning. Nehemiah had the king's appointment, so their positions of leadership were threatened. If the number of returnees rose more, they could eventually rise against their authority. And Sanballat, Tobiat, and Geshem, we will soon find out, were engaged in corrupt and crooked money-making projects. And thus they likely feared their lucrative efforts might be shut down. The enemies confronted the people with lies, but Nehemiah refused to answer the lies. He stood his ground. Instead, he said, God would give us success, for the land is the historic right of Jerusalem. Another example to us we must stand our ground. We must choose to seek the Lord first, to pray and then do His work together. God is with us. Romans 8.31 says it this way, If God is for us, who can be against us? It's time to conclude today's podcast with a bit of reflection. Please be inspired to ask God for these requests that Nehemiah has demonstrated for us. I suggest you get out your prayer journal and write down these answers. Ask God to put his desires in your heart. It was really God who put into Nehemiah's heart a desire to rebuild Jerusalem. God has deep desires for each of us. Maybe you've never asked God what his deepest desire for you could be. Maybe you've never asked him to put his desires into your heart. Well, God will never disappoint you. He always wants to bring you to your best self and fulfillment. In fact, Psalm 37 says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart too. Ask God for his favor this week. God gave Nehemiah favor with the king, and the king gave him more than he could ever imagine. When you see a problem this week, pray, Lord, let your favor be upon me. Psalm 84:11 reminds us, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Three, ask God who you can inspire with hope and joy this week. Nehemiah shared his testimony of how God was with him, how God helped him, and how God called him and his people to this work. Consider where you can offer hope to others this week. Share your testimony of how God has helped you. Ask God to bring to you those who need a message of hope and joy. Romans 15:13 says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Finally, please remember that God wants to repair and renew the brokenness around you. You can use the ACTS acronym from last week to help you with the elements of personal intercession. For example, A. Adore God and praise His greatness and faithfulness with Scripture. C. Confess. Confess your sins and those of our nation and of your family. T. Thank God for His blessings and promises. And S. Supplicate. Pray with intensity for what you need, as well as for healing for the brokenness in your family and in your nation. Last week, we also talked about how to prepare. Write down your prayer concerns in your journal, listen to the Holy Spirit and ask Him how you should pray, and keep scriptures in mind of God's faithfulness and His greatness. That's it for today. I'm so happy you've joined our Nehemiah Rebuilding Hope Podcast Series. You can find bookmarks for this series on my website, WrapYourselfInJoy.com, or follow along with my book, Nehemiah Rebuilding Hope and Joy in Your Life. Why not start a weekly one-hour cup of joy women's small group in your home or church? It's a wonderful way to share your faith, evangelize, and inspire others. For more information, go to my WrapYourselfInJoy.com website and click under the menu item, Cup of Joy Women. I will send you all the free material you need. Until next week, please know that I am praying for you that you will grow in more hope and more joy as we study Nehemiah together. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you, too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend Karen Dwyer reminding you to wrap yourself in joy.